Parsons, you're listening to No Names All Game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of No Names All Game. Today is Friday, November 5th, and your Nittany Lions are heading to College Park to take on the Maryland Twerps. See what I did there? They're called the Terps. It's funny. We're having fun. My name is Chris Hankin, joined as always by my co-host Pat Calicchio. This is a battle of five and three unranked teams, if you go by the college football playoff rankings that came out this week. Pat, how the hell are you, man? Uh, You know, I'm... Not as good as I'd want to be at this point in the season, but we are better than we were two weeks ago. We're hopeful again. We're feeling all right. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. There's a little yes. bit of positivity after last week. Um, let's start. The college football playoff rankings came out. Penn State is not in the top 25, and I'm seeing a lot of people on both sides of the fence. Some people are outraged, saying how ridiculous it is. Others are just not caring. It doesn't matter. We lost a couple games. Who gives a shit? Uh, where do you land on the CFP rankings? Um, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle there, you know, do we really deserve to be ranked at five and three with a loss to a nine overtime loss to Illinois, uh, at home during homecoming. Uh, but we, we've got what one win over a ranked team. Two. You got Two? Auburn. Oh, Wisconsin's ranked. Auburn's 13. Wisconsin is 21. 21. Okay. And I mean, that's about as many as any other team that is ranked. I think Alabama's got two. Um, mm-hmm. that might be it. Georgia yeah, has I, two, I think. I honestly haven't looked that much up. Like for, for me, it's like one, I don't care because yeah, we lost. We don't really deserve it. It doesn't matter. We're not going to be in the playoff hunt. Um, and if we went out, if we finish the season three and one, if we, you know, if we finish on a good skid, we're still going to go to a good bowl game. You know, Penn state has that brand recognition. We'll still go to a good game. Um, but it is funny when you look at like the logic, it's like, all right, you're telling me I beat your number 13 team, I beat your number 21 team, but those losses are, are big enough to kick me out where, I mean, you have teams like Minnesota is in the top 25. They lost to Bowling Green. Um, yeah. Mississippi State has some ugly losses or, or they, they're a five and three team. Like there's other five and three teams in there that like, I don't uh, know. Like Wisconsin, so, who we beat. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, so like, I, I don't really care, but it is just another year of showing how logic is ridiculous. Alabama gets number two when an undefeated Cincinnati can't crack the top four. So yeah. it's just funny to see how flawed it is. You know, everyone always talked about how when we went to the BCS to the playoff, things were going to be so much better. It doesn't matter if they expand. It doesn't matter if we have eight teams, if we have 12 teams, if we have 64 teams, people are going to be pissed off no matter what. And we're going to do this every year. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. It'll, it'll, uh, it gets less bad the more you expand, but it's still yes. going to be bad. Yes, very true. Um, but we have a matchup, like I said, at Maryland in College Park. Maryland is also 5-3. and three. Uh, They have wins over Indiana and Illinois, both by three points, so some narrow victories there. Uh, and then big losses to Iowa, Ohio State, and Minnesota. Average loss margin of 35 points. So... When they're good, they're they're barely beating some teams. When they're bad, they're they're bad. But uh, as I've gone through it, I've looked at the stats. Uh, I've looked at some of the things that they've been able to do this year. It's, it's a little bit closer than I thought. You know, they they definitely have a little bit more talent than I expected. Um, the spread comes in at Penn State minus ten right now. I think we opened up around eleven or twelve, but it is minus ten, and the over under is fifty five and a half. So let's start as we always do with your what to watch for, Pat. What are you looking for? Play call. You know, okay. Are, are we going to do this thing again where we fool ourselves into thinking that we're going to establish the run game and like just <laughs> stagnate our offense for half of the game? 
Or are we just going to throw the ball, occasionally run it, mostly run it with Sean Clifford, and score points? Yeah. Yeah, I actually, mine is very similar. I, I agree with everything you just said. Um, mine is I'm watching for the passing offense. I know everyone wants to hear, like, this is going to be the game where we get the running game going, but, like, it's just not. Like, we just don't have it. Hopefully it will be marginally better. Hopefully it will get a little bit better. And honestly, if there's a game where it's going to get going, this might be the one. Um, Maryland is letting up, uh, let's see, 4.2 yards a carry, uh, 16 rushing touchdowns they've allowed. So if, if anything, 161 yards a game they're letting up, maybe. But what I'm actually looking for is the passing offense, like you mentioned. Um, you know, can we get it going right from the beginning? Maryland is a team that's letting up 30 points a game. They're letting up 240 yards in the air, average of 14 yards of completion. Um, and we saw it last week. There, there were moments where Clifford was having his way with the Ohio State defense. Turnovers and, and some bad things kind of derailed that. But there were, there were times where we were moving the ball down the field at will. And against a lesser team in Maryland, we should be able to do that at any time in the game. We should be able to do that first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. I am looking for this passing offense to have a day. Yeah, I'm, I, I think it's all going to come down to just what we decide to do as a team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Don't be surprised if. What's a bold prediction? What, what are the people going to be not surprised about? Don't be surprised if the tight ends finally start getting a little more involved in this, in this offensive attack. Uh, James Franklin brought it up in his radio show that he thinks offense is at its best when the tight ends are getting involved. I know that hasn't always been Mike Yersich's sort of MO, but I think he's trying to make that more of his thing. And I think the less we run the ball, the more the tight ends will be catching the ball. Yeah, we're, uh, we're kind of on the same page today because mine is very similar. Uh, mine is don't be surprised if Theo Johnson has a big game. Um, Brenton Strange has been, I'll say, inconsistent. He's had some really great moments. He's been a nice red zone target for Cliff. He has three touchdowns. Uh, but he's had some big drops and some, some missed opportunities. Um, the stats are actually almost identical. When you look at it, Brenton Strange has 14 catches for 156 yards. Theo Johnson has 10 for 153. Uh, Strange has three touchdowns to Theo Johnson's one. Um, I don't have a lot to base this on. But, but for some reason, like, I want to see Theo have a breakout game. Um, last game against Ohio State was his best game of the season. He had four catches for 41 yards. I want to see him somewhere up in, like, the 75-plus yard range this season, uh, this season, this game. Um, I want to see him have, like, a big play or two where, like, you're just like, you know what, maybe he can be the guy. Um, and this is not a knock on Strange. I think Strange is talented. I think he's capable. But, like I said, he's been a little bit inconsistent. I would love to see Theo kind of step up and take that tight end one role. You know, coming into the season, we said, which one of them is going to take it? Is one of them going to be the next Pat Frymuth, the, ne the next Mike Kosicki? And we haven't seen that to this point. So don't be surprised if Theo Johnson breaks out this game. I like that. I, I've been uh, I've been expecting and predicting Theo Johnson breakouts for like a season and a half now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? If we keep predicting, it's got to happen eventually. That's my uh, exactly. my my punch return for a touchdown rule, where I just yes. predicted it every single week and it never happened. Um, this is gonna be a short episode today. There's not a lot to talk about. Uh, what, what's the key to victory, Pat? What do you got? Key to victory is, you know, basically gonna be Talia Tungavaloa, in my opinion. Like, what does this guy look like? His season stats are actually, like, pretty great. Yeah. 70% completion percentage with 17 touchdowns and eight interceptions. A little higher on the interception side than you want, but it's basically like, hey, when they win, he looks really, really good. 
And when they don't win, he throws like four interceptions. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, he has eight interceptions on the season. I'm pretty sure five of them were in that Iowa game. Remember yeah. earlier this season, I'm pretty sure he threw five in one game. So you, I know you can't take that out of the stats, but let's pretend for a minute. That's 17 touchdowns to three interceptions. It's pretty damn good. Yeah, and I mean, but like I think our defense, you know, we, our, our defensive backfield I think is among the best two in the country. Um, we don't pressure the quarterback quite as much as I'd like, which I think is a big weakness for him, how he handles pressure. So mm-hmm. we'll see, like, is he able to just hang back there and, like, make plays? Or are our defensive backs going to make him look silly? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, it's, it's interesting. Like I said, when I was looking at the stats, they're, they're a bit more talented than I thought they would be. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize they were 5-3, and three, honestly. I thought they were doing worse than that. So um, it'll be interesting. My key to victory, um, dominate defensively. Um, the, the, the offense, like I said, I, I'm not worried about the offense. I think we'll be able to put up points. Um, but this is a team that they, they've led up 51 to Iowa, 66 to Ohio State, 34 to Minnesota, 35 to Indiana, even though they won. They're going to give up points. We're going to score at will. All we need to do is dominate defensively. Um, don't let their passing attack get to you. So similar to your point of Tolia Tungavailoa, um, I'm actually looking at their receivers. So they've got Dante Demas Jr. and Rakim Jarrett. Um, both of these guys are, are big play threats. Um, Dante Demas Jr., uh, 28 receptions, 507 yards. It's an 18-yard average. Uh, and he's got three touchdowns. And then Rakim Jarrett, former five-star, 31 receptions for 463 yards. It's almost a 15-yard average. And that kid when these tore guys us up last year. Tore us apart. Um, they have the big playability. I was looking at it. When you compare to, to Jahan and Parker, it's funny because Jahan has double the receptions of these guys. He has 60 receptions. Both of them have 28 and 31. Um, but Jahan's at 11 yards a clip, and Parker's at 12 yards a clip. That's a lot of what we do in these screens and short passes. You know, we, we haven't been as big of a downfield the threat. Um, but I, I think for key to victory here is like shut down their passing game, shut down their big playability and let the offense go to work. Like I'm not worried about scoring points. I am worried about a little bit of like, we've been really good on the bend. Don't break. Let's, let's not bend. Let's not bend at all. Let's just shut them the fuck down. I would, um, yeah, I would love that a lot. <laughs> uh, before we get to before we get to final predictions, we do have a couple Twitter questions. So, uh, good friend Sweens says, "I know we've talked about Re- revenge tour earlier this year, but this feels like the most apt game for it based on what happened last year. Uh, I think they watched some of the embarrassing 2020 film and get up big for this one, big time. Uh, AKA, they better. I'll be in attendance. Nice, Sweens. Enjoy. Um, last season, 35 to 19, they beat us." Uh, and that is a little closer than it actually was because 12 of those 19 points came in the fourth quarter in garbage time when we were blown out, where Kim Jarrett tore us apart, Tolia Tungvaloa had his way with us. Uh, it wasn't a pretty time. We don't like to talk about it a lot. Do you think this is revenge game? Do you think the team is thinking about that? I think it's got to be, yeah, especially with, like, Penn State and Maryland seem to have this kind of weird, uh, like, I spent like online it's, it's very contentious between Penn state and Maryland fans. And which is a little confusing to me because it, they just joined the conference. And it's like, it's like, there's a big history of anything between us, but I don't, it's been very contentious. Um, yeah. And I think it's just has, geographical. I guess. I think so. because it, they're it, close to us. It's also been like kind of the history of blowouts. We yeah. blew them out two years ago, invaded their student section last year. They destroyed us. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there is like the sort of component of not only did, are like, they're supposed to be like our little brother. Like we don't even look at them as a rival. We don't call it a rivalry. And then they beat us like that. Like they don't squeeze out a victory like Illinois did. They right. beat us up last year. So I think absolutely guys are looking at this like a revenge game. Yeah, I think it's probably there a little bit, but I also think just like it's the point in the season where like three losses in a row, people are still reeling from the Illinois loss, you know, a close, tough fought battle against Ohio State. Like, I don't think you need a revenge game to get up for this one. I think this is like, hey, the rest of your season is hanging in the balance. Like, let's go blow out a team like we know we can. So I think it's probably a little bit of the revenge game, but I think I think they're going to be jacked up for this one either way just because of the state of the season. Um, it's funny, Mike Loxley in his press conference actually alluded to that. He's like, uh, he, he said, he's like, uh, what do you say? He's like, uh, you know, our student section, hopefully we can fill it up. I know, uh, I know Penn State likes to come in there and try to get it. But uh, hopefully we can uh, we can get there early and get our spots. Like you shouldn't have to worry about getting your spots in your own stadium. That's absurd. Um, so I, I think I think we should be pretty jacked up for this one, revenge tour or not. Um, next Twitter question comes from Chris Lions 026. What would you do for a 100 yard game by one of the running backs? Uh, I mean, it it's sort of like. I would, I want it so badly, but I almost don't even want like the opportunity for it to happen. I don't want the amount of carries it would take. <laughs> like, unless the first one is like 50 yards, I'm like, all right, keep, keep feeding them. Like, yeah. I mean, I, you know what? I, no, I, I take it all back but to have like, just like a good solid performance where a guy just keeps churning out yards and like, isn't getting stopped behind the line of scrimmage. Isn't running for one to two yards consistently, man. I, I would, uh, I, I would run down the street naked. That's that's pretty good. I was thinking about something like I was like, what would I do? Uh, it's pretty cold here in New York. I live about three blocks from the Hudson River. I would jump in that thing for a hundred yard. I like it. I would do it. I'd freeze my ass off. I'd be really cold, uh, but I would do it. Um, now let me let me say this. I'm not saying I will do it if it happens. I'm saying hypothetically. I yeah, yeah. If someone it. came up to me and was like, "Listen, this is the only way." Yeah, it's guaranteed. Will you do this? I'm jumping. I would it. take one for okay. the team. Yes. Yes. Um, but yeah, it would take, I mean, what, 25 carries at, at our average to, to get up to a hundred. Um, so you need More someone to break it. You need someone to break it. And I, and I hope, I hope this is the game. Like I said, Maryland is kind of exploitable in that sense. They're letting up, letting up 4.2 yards per rush. If we can't get something going, that's absurd, but I'm just not even going to like, I'm not even going to allow myself to think of it. Like I don't want to get even a little bit of hope up. I'm just excited for the passing offense to go off and hopefully put up a million points. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the reality. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get to some final predictions. Like I said, Penn State is favored by 10 points. The over-under is 55 and a half. Pat, what is your final prediction? All right, I am going Penn State to cover, and I'm taking the over. Ooh! And I'm going 35-21. Okay. Okay, I, I, I am always shocked you can take the over because it's such a rarity. It's like, you know, it's like you're seeing a shooting star happening right in front of your eyes. Uh, but I'm proud of you. It's pretty good. See you here, people. Um, See you here first. <laughs> I have it similarly. Uh, I have us scoring more, thus them scoring less. But I got Penn State 45, Maryland 13. Um, I think our defense is ready for this challenge. I think, again, yeah, we gave up 30-something points to Ohio State, but we played damn well. We shut them down in the red zone. Um, I, I think – 
I don't think Maryland gets to the red zone very often. I think if we limit the big plays, I think I don't think they're going to score often. So I think I, I'll give them 13. They'll get a couple of scores, uh, maybe some late ones. And then, like I said, I want to see our offense roll. I think it's very feasible that we put up 45 points, that we put up 50 points. Um, and this will show you what kind of team this is. Yeah, we're coming off three losses in a row. Can you bounce back and beat up on a team that you should be able to? Or are you going to come out flat and, and – have us worrying at halftime is this going to be loss number four i hope that's not the case i hope that we come out put up a million points and it's going to be 45 to 13 penn state love it all right what else anything uh anything else on this game um you know even uh you know despite that sort of five turnover uh, five interception game by two you know, Maryland is still negative in the uh, the turnover battle like on the season like that that's enough time to come back from just that to not yeah. and they're negative six like if they were at negative Big. five you go all right well it's just that one game so even beyond that they're still negative one in the turnover battle make this yeah. team turn the ball over man and yeah we win. make them turn it over um their red zone defense is not great they're letting up scores 80 percent of the time um 38 opportunities in the red zone they've let up scores 30 times 20 of those are touchdowns only 10 field goals so if you're in the red zone you're scoring um i i just think I think a lot of things line up for us to be able to beat them. Like I said, there, there's a lot closer than I expected. You know, they're scoring 29 points a game. That's more than us. You know, we're only scoring 26. Um, they're passing offense, 309 yards a, uh, a game, almost 12 yards of completion. Uh, they have 18 passing touchdowns. Like they have some juice. I just think our defense is up for the challenge. And I think after last week, after seeing, yes, we can hang with Ohio state, they're going to come out jacked up and shut this team down. Agreed. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Friday or Saturday, we appreciate you. It's a little bit of a late one this week, um, but glad that you got to listen. Hopefully we get a big win and we will be back with a recap sometime next week. Bad, any last words? We are. We are.